Hi, this is Representative Jamie Long, and I represent Minneapolis, and I'm an Assistant Majority Leader in the State Capitol. And I'm Representative Liz Olson. I represent Duluth and also serve as our Majority Whip. And today, Liz and I are kicking off our Minnesota Values podcast. So this is our very first edition, and we are trying to help uh, bring you into the Capitol, let you see a little bit about what we're working on, and try to share some of the values bills that we're pushing, our first 10 bills. It's exciting stuff. So I was fortunate to be able to travel throughout our state from Grand Rapids to St. Cloud and everywhere in between to talk about what Minnesotans care about. And what we did is we listened as legislators and we found out Minnesotans care about one another. And so we're going to have a chance through this podcast to share our legislation and how it works and what we're doing to show that Minnesotans care about one another. So I'm excited to get rolling, Jamie. And we, as Liz mentioned, went all over the state. And then this September rolled out the Minnesota Values Plan, which uh, was the preview to what we uh, introduced as our first 10 bills in the legislature. So we uh, talked about what we were going to do last year. And then here we are trying to get it done. Yes. And I'm excited to hear what we're up to. So, Jamie, are you ready to tell us about what the agenda is? Absolutely. So here were our first 10 bills that uh, Speaker Hortman and the caucus rolled out. The first bill was the Great Start for All Minnesota Children Act, and that's authored by Rep. Carly Katiza-Watoon of Eden Prairie. Our second bill is the K-12 Student Support Legislation, and that's from Heather Adelson, representing Edina. And then Tina Liebling is introducing our third bill, which makes health care more affordable by offering a buy-in for Minnesota care. Our fourth bill, preventing prescription drug price gouging and holding pharmaceutical companies accountable, is going to be introduced by John Lesh from St. Paul. And then Lori Halverson from Egan is authoring our fifth bill on paid family and medical leave. And so those are our first five. Yeah, and we keep going from there. In our top 10 bills, we also have a wage theft prevention and enforcement legislation, which is authored by our St. Paul representative, Tim Mahoney. We have a rural broadband expansion bill for our seventh bill, which is authored by Representative Rob Eklund of International Falls. And our eighth bill is keeping guns out of the hands of dangerous people through criminal background checks. And that is authored by St. Paul Representative Dave Pinto. And Mendota Heights Representative Ruth Richardson will author our ninth bill to prevent gun violence through extreme risk protection. And our 10th bill in the agenda in our final bill in this list is authored by Representative Kelly Moeller, which will protect Minnesotans from sexual harassment. So those are our top 10 bills that came out of the listening sessions we had throughout our state, working with people inside and outside the Capitol. So it's a great list to get rolling on, isn't it, Jamie? Absolutely. And these bills are broadly popular. They're things that Minnesotans really need. They're things that we've heard a lot uh, at the doors and in our conversations around the state from Minnesotans about. And we're hoping in this podcast that we're going to be able to dive deep on some of these issues, talk to real people who are being affected by some of these problems, and talk to some of the representatives who are pushing hard to get these important pieces of legislation through. That sounds awesome. Well, I look forward to diving in every week and learning a little bit more about these bills and the impact it will have in our state. All right. I'm going to be talking to Speaker Hortman to talk a little bit about these first 10 bills and what we're going to be doing in the legislative session ahead. Awesome. Well, let's keep it rolling, Jamie. Thanks, Liz. Speaker Hortman, welcome to the Minnesota Values Podcast. Thanks for having me. This should be fun. It should be. So you are our very first guest. We're really excited to kick off this podcast. We're going to be talking about 
the Minnesota Values Plan and some of the uh, elements that are in it. And we're going to have episodes where we're going to go into each of those in a little more detail. But today, we just wanted to get a sense from you about why why did we do this? What was the Minnesota Values Project and why did uh, the caucus take it on? Well, I'm so pleased that Liz Olson really took leadership over this. After the 2016 election, our first question was, okay, we got shellacked by the voters and why? You know, what do voters want to hear from Democrats that they're not hearing? And so we kind of um, hit the reset button and we decided we would go out, we'd talk to Minnesotans and not say, here's what we think as Democrats, isn't it awesome? But instead we would go to Minnesotans and say, what's really on your mind? What are your concerns? What do you want us to be working on at the state capitol? And the goal was to listen. Right. And so, you know, public engagement isn't always easy, right? People (laughs) in the public often have feedback for us about what they want or what we're doing. Uh, well or not well. And so it's it's easier just to kind of do our own thing. But why did you feel it was really important to, to go out and, and listen? Well, you know, it's funny because I think everybody's seen Parks and Recreation and Leslie Nope. And I think that the fake town hall meetings on Parks and Recreation can right. be a really good representation of the actual town hall meetings. They can be really difficult, right? Because it, there can be things that pop up that seem like of a passionate interest to like one person who's there. Right. And so there's some risk going out to gather input of like, how do you do it in a way that you get something that's representative? So we really worked hard on that. And right. and the, the answer was just, we wanted to kind of take a fresh approach and not um, go out with the echo chamber messaging that Democrats usually pull together and, and try to sell it to folks. But we really wanted to, to be responsive to what was on their minds. Did we hear different things in greater Minnesota and the metro? No, we didn't. And you know what was most surprising, what we didn't expect to hear at all was this concern for a neighbor. And I think, you know, every major religious tradition has concern for a neighbor at its core. And so it shouldn't have surprised us so much. It didn't it didn't surprise us to hear about education, healthcare, economic security. Those are kind of bread and butter political issues. But the fact that Minnesotans care as much about their neighbors' families as they do about their own, that was surprising, and that was universal. And these were things that we were hearing all over the state, right? Absolutely, across the the so-called geographic divide, which I think has been manufactured. Right. So the listening tour is completed last last spring and into the summer. Um, and then walk us forward. How do we come up with uh, the Minnesota Values Plan? Well, you know, we work with great entities who represent a lot of people. So there's a really progressive group called Take Action, and there's the Minnesota Nurses and the Teachers Organization, Education Minnesota. And we know they're engaged with their members, and they represent a lot of people. And so we wanted to kind of hear if what they were hearing from their members was similar to what we were hearing from Minnesotans and had a conversation with different groups who, who work on public policy issues just like we do, to see if we could get some things we could coalesce around that we could work together on and actually get done. Mm-hmm. And it's turned out that the things we were hearing from membership groups were similar to what we were hearing from Minnesotans. Very similar. And I think, you know, when the media asks us questions as policymakers, they always want something hip, hot, new. And really, in public policy, people talk about the same things because what they're really concerned about are kind of the basics in their life, right? right? They want their kid who goes off to kindergarten to have a great educational experience. When, you know, mom or dad gets sick to make sure there's somebody who's going to help take care of them so they don't live with us and we have to take care of them. So just the same basic concerns. And it's kind of hard to make that, you know, like People Magazine sexy, but that's what Minnesotans want us to focus on. Yeah, turns out the 
kitchen table is a real thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we, uh, as a caucus, talk to the public. We talk to membership organizations and, and uh, um, you know, folks who really are engaged with community members and folks doing work in, for Minnesotans every single day. And then in the fall, roll out the Minnesota Values uh, Plan. So what, what, uh, what, was, what was the goal of kind of setting this out, you know, before we even knew what was going to be happening this session? You know, I think that's a great question because during the fall, we were all campaigning. And a political campaign can be just kind of this transactional thing where I go to your house and I want to say whatever I got to say so that you'll vote for me in November. Right. But we didn't, you know... We didn't look at it that way, and that's not the way we've gone about our politics, especially since the 2016 election, when I think for a lot of people that was a moment where they said something's got to change. And so when we went out and we had our Minnesota values agenda, we talked to folks about this. Like, if you vote for us, you know, this is what we heard from Minnesotans they want us to do. And if you vote for us, these are the kinds of policies we're going to work for at the state capitol. And uh, we we had the same positive receptivity to the plan, but so I sort of feel like it's voter endorsed, voter approved, mm -hmm. because we really used it out there on the campaign trail. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it rolls out this fall. We have a good election outcome, and then here we are in the majority, and we uh, put out our first ten bills. We've had a few hundred bills introduced this session. Why, why lift up 10? Why say these are our higher priorities than others? It was really hard to get to 10, right? Because there's so many important priorities and there, there really aren't just 10 that are the most important. But we picked the 10 that we picked to give a clear sense of direction of where we're going. So the first two focus on education and making sure that every Minnesota child has a world-class education. Now, there's a lot of different ways we could have done that, but we picked getting at where kids are having the most trouble coming to school and not being ready to learn. Yep. Um, and then we have two on health care because this was something people brought to us. And a lot of people have health insurance through their employer, and they feel pretty good about their health insurance through their employer, but they're terrified of ending up in the individual market. And so we put a proposal out there for folks in the individual market to have one more option that mm -hmm. they could buy in to a larger pool, the Minnesota Care Plan. Yep. And then we talked about pharmaceutical drugs because it's just a tragedy that in one of the richest states, in the richest country in the world, that we have people rationing affordable medication. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, or medication should be affordable. Right. And then we have two on economic security. So, so those first six were important to kind of set a sense of these are our big priorities. But then gun violence prevention were eight and nine. And uh, doing something about sexual harassment was number 10. Because these are issues that really came to the fore in, in the last year. Uh, brought to us again by voters and by activists who said, we won't rest until you do something about this. Right. So we have a, a big, diverse caucus. What was the feedback you got from the caucus on, on, you know, picking these 10 bills? We're pretty united. You know, I think for the Minnesota Values Plan, we're very united. Uh, places we're going to have to do some work as a caucus and figure out is, where does the caucus want to go with marijuana? I don't think we're of one mind on an issue like that, so we have to have a lot of conversations. But even gun violence prevention, which typically would be viewed as something where there's a uh, geographic divide, there's a rural point of view and a suburban point of view, we really are pretty much of one mind on gun violence prevention. Then we need to do something um, to take action. And it, it won't be everything. It won't eliminate the possibility of violent acts. 
right. uh, by people who have guns, but it, we could maybe reduce the likelihood of some of them. So I think we're pretty united as a caucus on the Minnesota Values Plan. Great. So we're going to be diving into each of these 10 bills in later episodes, and we're going to have uh, the bill sponsors come in and talk about them, and we're going to have real people whose lives are impacted by the bills come in and talk about them. But I wanted to just ask about a couple of them that are uh, sort of on you know, live discussion right now. And one is the paid family and medical leave. The Labor Committee this week is having a hearing on uh, HF5, the Paid Family Medical Leave Act. Why is that so important? Why did that make the list? Well, you know, we've had the Family Medical Leave Act since 1993. And I was a young employment lawyer not long after that passed the U.S. Congress. And we really thought that was going to make a huge difference for people. And it did make some difference for people. But what we found out was there's a lot of people who can't take time off because they just can't afford it. So they might have the right, their employer has to give them those 12 weeks of unpaid leave for a qualified family medical situation, but they can't afford to do it. And so we have um, often moms, you know, torn by the taking care of their kids and taking care of their parents, right. not really able to pull it all off and keep the money coming in in the paycheck. So right. w- we could do better. Yeah, I've got a four-month-old at home, and so the month before uh, came to work here and got sworn in, I was on leave with my daughter, and I was only able to do that because my employer uh, let me do that. And it was a really special time to have with my daughter, but and also saved us some money because we didn't have to put her in childcare right away. But uh, I, you know, might not have had that opportunity if my employer didn't allow for that. Right, and I'm at the other end of that. My mother-in-law is 80 years old, and she needs some help. And my husband and I are going to have to take some time off work to help make sure that she can take care of herself because she can't do it alone anymore. Right, right. So we need that. We we need our jobs. Right. And we need to take care of our families. Right. Absolutely. Well, so we are at the beginning of session. We're almost to the uh, end of the first month, but a lot of time left. What do you think um, uh, is the future for HF 1 through 10? Well, we'll keep going out and listening to Minnesotans, and we will continue to sculpt these blocks of clay. You'll see the final result in May of what the sculpture looks like. But as we do this process of sculpting, we really count on Minnesotans to come forward, tell their stories, and tell us how these bills could be better. Great. Thank you so much for taking time to be on our very first podcast. Well, thanks for leading it. Um, We needed a younger generation person to help an older generation person with this technology. So I really appreciate it. Well, hopefully we get both the younger and older generations uh, tuning in. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Speaker Horpman. Thanks so much for listening to our very first episode of the Minnesota Values Podcast. Really appreciate you tuning in. We're going to be coming to you soon with some future episodes, uh, diving deep into some of these important issues that we are highlighting in our first 10 bills in the Minnesota Values plan. And we look forward to having you tune in and hope to get those episodes back to you soon.